0: Welcome back to Love on the Line, episode two. We made it. We did our first one. I'm so excited. You guys would have already listened to episode one. How exciting. How are we feeling about episode one being out? we actually launched it we actually followed through with an idea can you can you believe it
1: i feel like we have so many ideas and then never actually follow through with it but we did we went to goodfella this morning this is saturday and we got bagels and cold brew and we uploaded it and it's on spotify it was such a surreal moment
0: getting that little notification we were so excited like just looking and seeing our little logo and our little thing that we'd made and just seeing our podcast there and something that we have been so excited about and put so much work and effort into um, and also so much prayer about and then seeing it there is just it's so exciting
1: I know it was probably the highlight of my week I'm not gonna lie as well as have you been watching the Winter Olympics at all?
0: I haven't I'm, I feel so like not patriarchal for not keeping up with it
1: yeah look Skoma would not be happy with you at all um, just kidding I'm sure he loves you
0: Uh, I'm not the biggest fan, so I don't really mind.
1: (laughs) Yeah, anyway, see you later, ScoMo, but have you seen, surely you've seen it on TikTok. It's these two ice skaters who have been skating or figure skating together for like 20 years. I'm going to butcher their names, Virtue and Moi. Oh, my days. They won a medal or something, and the way this man embraced her, I was, oh my gosh, like that might be my favorite moment of the year so far.
0: So are they in love? Are they actually dating?
1: So I low-key, I'm following TikTok theory. So I don't know. There's no fact in this. But apparently they've just been bestie vibes only for 20 years. But if you see the way they look at each other, the chemistry is undeniable.
0: But who knows what can happen because... You know, like, people like Zendaya and Tom Holland, like, they were friends for a while and co-workers for a while, but now they're dating. They've just bought, I think it's something like a $6 million house together in London. No way. I know. Tom Holland, actually, I lived in London for eight years. He grew up in my town. Absolutely insane. I could have been neighbours. I could have been neighbours with Tom Holland. Crazy, I know. So, that could have been me, but that's okay. So, that... Is insane. Actually, speaking of Sunday, I need to catch up on Euphoria. I haven't seen season two. I've been ignoring the TikToks because I don't want spoilers, but I also can't afford binge. So.
1: I have a binge account that you can log into. I've got you, I've got you. But I haven't even watched Euphoria. Okay, I've watched the first episode with my mum, and I was like, oh, uh, this is not the show for me and mum, but maybe it's a show that I just need to watch. But mum and I started a show today that is so good so old mate Shonda Rhimes Queen herself has just made this new show called Inventing Anna we've only watched one episode but it's like this crazy Russian German lady who's just so rich so bizarre ends up in jail and she's got all these personalities it literally looks amazing and it's a mini series so only nine episodes
0: that sounds so great. Is
1: it on Netflix? It is on Netflix. Do
0: you know what else is coming to Netflix? Do you know Will Arnett? He's quite a famous actor and comedian. No, how bad's that? He is producing and starring in a new show. I don't remember the name. It's a murder mystery type show. But he's got a whole cast and everything, but he has a celebrity guest each episode who is his kind of like co-detective, but they don't get a script.
1: No way.
0: So they are improvising the entire episode. All the other actors have a script and know the plot and know where it's going. But it's very famous um, comedians, a lot of people from SNL. So they're very good at it, very good at improvising. But I'm so excited to see how that is going to go down. Oh, my
1: goodness. That's amazing.
0: That's shocking. I wouldn't even think that they'd put that... Wow. It's a good premise for a show, but I wonder if they're going to do like one take. Do they do multiple takes? I don't know. I've seen some TikToks of the actors like breaking and laughing. So maybe it's just a one take thing and they're all just geniuses.
1: You know what I did the other day? I took an absolute double take when Riri... Announced her pregnancy. Miss Gal did not do a photo shoot like I thought she would. She just put on a little outfit and went down the street and paparazzi did the work for
0: her. And still looks incredible. Um, absolute dream. I wish I could look like that now let alone pregnant
1: but i can't believe she's having a baby like when i think of rihanna i'm like chains and whip six say man not oh my gosh little baby
0: i know like you think of this like beautiful like sexy woman who's and she's still beautiful and sexy don't get us wrong but also conspiracy theory i thought she announced her pregnancy at the met and a lot of people on tiktok agree with me Right, but how did she, what happened at the Met? So I'm thinking now, I think she wore a massive dress that didn't give her body any shape and didn't cling to her at all. So I think people maybe speculated back then that she was pregnant, and I think that's where I'm getting it from. But now she's officially announced it. A lot of people were like, Mandela effects.
1: Yeah, I mean, maybe she was pregnant. I don't know how long in the Met was but lots of them hide it so well Kylie hid her pregnancy so well her new little baby wolf wolf which is the same name as
0: um Tammy Hembrow's baby right
1: right which is crazy if I was Tammy I'd be like oh did she get the name from me because I'm sure they've coexisted in the same circles before
0: surely they're both very famous influencers but also I'd be feeling so honored I think we love women supporting women we love we don't like gatekeeping but just the fact that it's like oh my gosh I inspired Kylie Jenner how cool I know what a dream whilst we love sharing our lives and chatting about these topics with you guys we want to make it super clear that we're not experts or your personal psychologist and anything we discuss is purely our experiences and are not claimed to be absolute facts but rather our opinion We're super passionate about bringing light into these conversations as we believe in the power of vulnerability.
1: Um, what would be, I thought this would be so cool. If your week had to be a chocolate bar, what would it be?
0: So, you know, the marvelous creation bars, like do they come in just the favorites pack or do they have their own thing?
1: Surely they've got their own little chocolate bar.
0: I think so. Anyway, I think that was like my week, just... Crazy, a lot going on, but there were still some good moments and sweet moments in there. What about
1: you? Cute. What were some of your sweet moments though?
0: Uh, I think work, despite it being so busy this week, just the kids were really good and I just had some really solid moments with them and making. We made Valentine's cards on Friday, they were really sweet. Um, but also, I loved picking up from the airport, that was really fun. And getting some Tammy time, I missed you. Tammy time. (laughs) And also, obviously, uploading the podcast was really exciting.
1: Yes, I love. Mine would be a twirl. It sounds a little bit basic, but it's actually not. If you cut a twirl in half... It's just a bit of fun. Like, it's a regular chocolate, but it's so, so good and just a bit different. So my week was so, so good and a bit different because I went to Queensland with two of my best friends. We booked a little spontaneous holiday because we were supposed to be in Hawaii. But anyway, so we decided we'd go to Queensland um, and just like a twirl that I could eat over and over again. I'd love my week to be that over and over again, just at the beach with friends. And then, yeah, leading at youth. Putting up the podcast,
0: I loved it. Great week. Sounds like we really killed it this week. Some some solid moments. Um, So this episode is actually going to be one of a three part series we're going to be doing called "Friendships: The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly." I think why we're so excited about this as well is because tam and i are very we feel so i don't know just blessed and encouraged because we get encouraged a lot on our friendship and people who we're not even that close with are just like you guys look like you have such a healthy and beautiful reciprocal friendship and so we've really worked hard at it i think is important to address and so we absolutely love looking at different types of friendships and how to have good boundaries, um, and especially a Jesus-centred friendship. For sure.
1: So we're going to be talking about the good part of friendship this week, and then the following weeks, the bad part and the ugly part, which will be a bit intense, a bit juicy, a bit crazy, but I'm excited. So this episode, we're going to be, yeah, looking at healthy friendships and also what Jesus promises us friendships are going to look like, which I'm super excited for.
0: Definitely. So we actually also asked you guys um over on our instagram if you're not following go follow us at love on the line pod cheeky plug um but we asked you guys to send in some anonymous um friendship confessions and we're going to be looking at a couple later this episode and throughout the series which oh my goodness you guys provided the absolute juice our friends literally turned up so hard we were in the starbucks car park
1: having an absolute laugh but also i feel like For half of it, my jaw was just on the floor. I was
0: like, dang, you guys have some crappy friends. (laughs) Absolutely. And I think it's just so crazy that we all have experienced this. Like, we've all had toxic friends. We've all had disappointing friends. But we've also had really great friends that have really defined what friendship is for each person. So it'll be so cool to delve into those different fields in this series.
1: Yes. I'm so excited for the juicy and the bad and the ugly, but... Babes, what does good friendship look like to you?
0: I think so many things stand out, but effort is a huge thing. So people showing up, people being intentional, um, making time for people, especially in adult friendships, which we'll talk about later. That's so, so important. Um, I think that also ties into selflessness. I think really like putting some of your own things down and just really being there for other people is so important um boundaries I think when you have boundaries in a friendship which aren't always bad but just making sure those are respected is huge and obviously also you want to have a really fun time like just being able to get on with someone and be silly and have you know the amount of inside jokes we probably have I think is insane but that's like you want to have a fun time with your friends
1: For sure, I think, yeah, all of those things I agree with. Mine, probably the root of all your friendships has to be a genuine love and care for that person in the sense that I feel like some friendships are really proximity or you're just kind of comfortable and you lose that genuine love and care and you want to, I feel like you got to celebrate your friends all the time. Um, And that would be rooted in joy. Also showing up, such a big one. Effort is my number one rule for friendships great healthy friendships and something that I think our friendship works really well on is accountability and not being afraid to call your friend out because you love them and you want to see the best for them and you want them to thrive I think accountability is what great
0: healthy friendship looks like actually like speaking of our friendship do you want to kind of give a brief little like intro story on how we became friends I feel like it's a really it's the timing is just so weird
1: yeah so random god's hand in all of it for sure we went to the same school and phoebe is the grade above me and we kind of knew of each other but sometimes we got a snap memory from years ago of us being at the same
0: like christian conference at school at the same table we were in the same discussion group when i think i was in like year 10 you're in year nine like just so random so
1: random so our paths have crossed at school but i never really knew anything about phoebe i don't think she knew anything about me but we were at the vicar one night and it was i don't even know like for some reason we just sat next to each other and we had such a good chat and i feel like it was like an instant connection where i felt like i could open up with you straight away which is so rare i do not trust people
0: easily tam was a you were very um you hated sharing with other people you hated sharing your emotions hated sharing what you were going through and just to like look at us now and how we call each other in absolute tears um and we just seeing how far our friendship has come from only just over a year ago It's just it's really sweet you've cracked me <laughs> I, I cracked tam i cracked him um so what does our friendship look like
1: well i always say that i think that we're the friends that we've both always wanted i really appreciate that about you in- Call me crying in the corner <laughs> yeah i think that all of the qualities that I want to see in friendships God has blessed me with Phoebe in that and that's such the perfect time in our lives when we both didn't realize we needed that kind of other person but I think that's also because we have very similar love languages so we're both very acts of service and quality time so
0: thriving I love our friendship. I completely agree I think we both love to put a lot of effort into friendships and we both love to show other people how much we love them. And I think sometimes it's really deflating when it's not as reciprocated. And that's not to say that those people don't love us. It's just different ways of showing it. And so I completely agree. I think we're both very effort um, oriented and very um, vulnerable with each other. Um, And just, we also have a great time. And we both love a sing song in the car. We love, um, you know, we put on some worship and we have an absolute banger um but also i think through it all like we are there and we are absolutely we could stuff up on the same issue a million times and we'll still be there to listen to each other and to help each other through it and i love that about us
1: it sounds cheesy, but yeah,
0: I think a little perfect match. <laughs> oh my goodness, the other day, Tam said the cutest thing to me and I almost wept in the car. She was telling me um, how I'm her person. Gross. so oh, gross, but I absolutely died. Just the fact that she was like, I know I can tell you anything and I obviously feel the exact same way about her. And we just like always want to be with each other. Ew, are we dating? <laughs> Am I in a relationship right now? I think we might be a bit codependent, but um, that's not healthy. <laughs> this is an episode on healthy
1: friendships, and here we are codependent.
0: But to be fair, we went a whole long we went a long time without without each other. Like after our trip, we didn't see each other for like two weeks, and you just went away. And so I, we don't have to be physically with each other all the time. But I think we just absolutely thrive when we are, which I think is so exciting to have such a good, healthy relationship. Mm.
1: So we put in a lot of effort for a friendship that is so effortless. I love that. Wow, put
0: that on a shirt. Um, Can I get it? Yeah, a mug. <laughs>
1: um, and I think that that's actually because we know the friend that we have in Jesus. And not to say that there aren't great friendships when you are a non-Christian. I think that lots of people have beautiful friendships, but I think we've got that marker and trajectory of what friendship should look like because we've got the perfect example of it. And that's what we look to and how we want to reciprocate that
0: love to everyone else. Jesus had so many close-knit relationships with especially his disciples. Like, we see that all the time. Um, And even Peter, like, he just shows us how much he longs for intimacy and relationships with us and also how he befriends the unexpected. Like, he was sitting with the homeless, like, the sick, um prostitutes he was sitting with all these um befriending all these people like he could have easily befriended kings and all these powerful politicians but he has such a heart for people and friendship and i think that's what we look to when we are in our friendships
1: 100 percent. i think jesus is our model for friendship because he loved us without those limits and it makes it possible for us to live a life of friendship because we have been transformed by everything that he shares. In 1 Peter 4, verse eight to nine, it says, above all, love each other deeply because love covers over a multitude of sins. Offer hospitality to one another without grumbling. And I think that's gotta be at the top of our to-do list in every friendship and every relationship that we have because it does help us endure those challenges and face the chaos. In our sin-soaked world and hospitality gives expression to that love because at the end of the day god made us relational
0: beings absolutely i completely agree i remember i used to have a friend who she was just the most hospitable person i'd ever met i come into her house she'd make us coffees, she'd make us food, she'd sit us down, she would kind of serve us, like not in a way of, of course we'd always offer, we'd always offer to help or make our own things, but it just would always remind me so much of Jesus, because she wanted us to feel so comfortable and so welcome, and I felt so loved through that, and yeah, we see time and time again, the Bible, Jesus does the same thing.
1: I think also with hospitality, it doesn't have to be acts of service i think you can be hospitable in the way that you interact with your friends and how you extend grace to your friends when they might stuff up because your hospitality is actually you listening you get to serve your friends in journeying through life with them but also meeting them with grace in the chaos
0: a hundred percent and jesus obviously is so like this like in luke 19 i was reading today um jesus is the kind of friend that just isn't put off by our past or our mistakes or our sin he just loves us as we are and he loves our hearts so obviously there's Zacchaeus who was um actually a chief tax collector so i didn't realize this about tax collectors they stole money from people like i knew they collected the tax but they asked for extra money that they didn't need and they just kept it yeah dodge central those tax collectors no wonder the jews hated them anyway so this was Zacchaeus he was also a short king And that absolutely would have affected his ego as well. Was he a literal short king? Literal, not a short king, but like a short king. Right, okay, okay. He was kind of an outcast, kind of really not liked, used this power complex to kind of like take even more money from people. And so when Jesus was in Jericho, he scales this tree because he just wants to see Jesus. He's heard all these incredible things about him, um, which also probably made him even more you know embarrassed to be up in a tree where everyone's on the ground. But Jesus approaches Zacchaeus and is like, "Hey, can I come over for dinner tonight?" And Zacchaeus is like, "Um, yes, you are the king. Absolutely you can." And Zacchaeus is kind of thinking, "Oh, maybe he doesn't know about all this dodgy stuff I've been doing and um all the sin and all the dishonesty." But in fact, it's the complete opposite. Jesus knew absolutely everything but he still wanted to come into Zacchaeus' home and have dinner and have a relationship with him. I think that is such a reflection of who Jesus is and also how we should be. Like, Despite all our mistakes and all the times we stuff up, he just loves to be in relationship with us and spend time with us. And that's mainly because of who he is. And obviously we can come to him with so much baggage and burdens, but with a heart set on him, like that's all we need. I
1: love that. I feel like that actually rebuked me a bit in that I need to be a bit more like Jesus obviously because maybe sometimes in church or just in workplaces or social settings when you know so much about other people and their past and their lives and it yeah it is that judgement of oh I don't really want to be friends with you like I would never do that but honestly like we're all so imperfect and we both have things that we're not proud of that we've done in the past, but I would never put that judgment on you and never not be your friend because of that. And I think if, yeah, if I was like Jesus more often, I wouldn't have that judgment and I actually would extend my friendship to other people, which is funny because I was at youth and there are obviously newer kids. And so sometimes they're a little bit like, oh, I don't really want to get to know the other people like i love gatekeeping my friends such a god moment i literally said to one of the kids imagine if jesus was like that imagine if he just wanted to gatekeep his disciples and never extend his grace and never extend his love and never die on the cross because he didn't want new people in his life i feel like that would be awful and so new friendships are the best i feel like we've got to keep keep extending our circle, keep loving people a lot more because if I didn't talk to you at the vicar, I wouldn't have another great friendship in my life.
0: Exactly. And I think inclusivity is one of the most attractive things. Like, not from, you know, romantic relationships, but from friendships. Like, I think, in especially in high school, but even right out of high school, I think I had such a mindset of, oh, if I'm exclusive and clicky, like, that makes me look better and that makes me look cooler but actually I've learned recently in the last year or so being kind and being inviting is gonna attract so many more people to you because I want to be friends with the nice people I want to be friends with the kind people like those relationships with nicer people are the ones I cherish the most and that's how you make more friends
1: and I also think sometimes I get down maybe this is very prideful But I would like to think that I'm a great friend, or a good friend at least, and sometimes I get a bit disappointed when that's not reciprocated, but I've learned that it's so much better to be the friend who cares so much more, that's so much more attractive and so much more like Jesus, but also just so much better for you in the long run, because sometimes it ends in disappointment but it's never a bad thing to be someone who cares so much more deeply for other people and my mum always says that you should be the friend that you want to have that's literally the most important thing i could probably ever say and the foundation for good
0: healthy and strong friendships a question i try and ask myself a lot is what do i offer my friendships I can sit all day and evaluate how my friends treat me and um, what my friends provide me but I need to constantly check myself and make sure I am being a good friend and I'm investing in my friends and I'm making sure they're okay but also encouraging them and spending time with them because also as adults you have to make time for your friendships like in school you see them every day there's not that much accountability for hanging out and making time, but now it's so important.
1: And actually something that you've taught me about friendship is, this is a therapy thing I think, classic Phoebes telling me all the therapy things so I don't have to go. (laughs) Um, You taught me that when I am coming at you with a frustration or an issue or literally anything under the sun, you always ask me, do you want me to listen or do you want my advice? and that has never happened to me before and it literally like rocked my world when you asked me that because I was like oh I don't know what I want right now do I want you to listen to me or do I want your advice but sometimes you actually just need someone to listen and then other times you know that oh you're gonna have my best interest at heart you can maybe see something I can't give me your advice so that's something that you've taught me about friendship and I love it and I try and use it with everyone now.
0: I think it is something I've just picked up along um, through my life. Like, I remember seeing people in my family or my friends going through something and receiving unsolicited advice when they just all they wanted was a shoulder to cry on, all they wanted was a hug or just someone to empathize with. And so I think that's why I've started trying to do it with my friends and try and be a better friend because sometimes when you're really emotional or you're on your period or you're going through something really crap you just want your friend to be there for you and you just want to be heard and I think that's so important but there's other times where you are going through something rough or you've done something and you do want a trusted friend to give you their opinion or give you their advice and I think it's just so important to ask and I think that's such a good boundary to have and I think on this topic of what I've taught you you have taught me so much how to have grace for people but also grace for myself I think I used to be very black and white with situations. I used to be very much like, well, this is the right thing and this is the wrong thing. But I think you are so good at validating the emotion, but also giving a solution.
1: Yeah. I think that is important when your friends do come to you is that none of these things come from thin air as outrageous as they may be feeling or absurd as the things they may be saying. This comes from a place of where they are at in their heart. And so as good friends, no matter what it is, you need to validate how they're feeling, but you also need to come at them with a different perspective and let them think and brew about it. Because sometimes they are wrong, but being a good friend is communicating that. So the communication works on both ends. So if we could encourage you when you have chats with your friends, let them know, hey, I'd really love you to listen, or hey, I want your advice and on the other side of that always validate your friend's feelings but when you have their best interests at heart you're gonna try and find a solution that works with them.
0: I think sometimes that is quite hard in a group setting when you have a group of friends and one person is expressing something they're going through and obviously you're with a different you know different dynamics and people handle conflict and situations differently. Do you think it is better to have A group support network, individual, like different individual support networks? What do you think works best for you?
1: Well, I am incredibly blessed to have such a great group of gals from school. I feel like it's very rare that three years out of high school you're still best friends with the same group that you went through majority of high school with. And so I've only ever really known a group. And so That, I love having a group setting. It makes things great when you're going out and very convenient and there's always things to do. But I think as I'm getting older, I value so deeply individual friendships. So individual friendships in that group as well, but also the different friendships that I have outside of the group because it is a different dynamic. These people don't know you from high school or it's just you know each other on a different level than in a group setting. Sometimes group settings can be a little bit surface, but I would say in terms of a support network, individual friendships, in terms of a social network, and obviously still a support network, just a bit different, I love groups as well. So I'm a bit on the fence about both. I think I have deeper networks and support individually, but I love my group. My group is so great. We're very, very blessed to have such a great group of gals.
0: I feel like that's a new thing for you, because I feel like when we were first, you know, getting deeper in our friendship, you were very shocked that I didn't have a group. Mm. I am very much an individual friendship person, and I have a lot of, like, close friends, um, but they're not really linked with each other. Like, I've met them in similar places, or they know each other, but we don't hang out as a group consistently all the time. I'm very much a hey let's get coffee like this week and that is kind of how those friendships are maintained more than um, we all hang out at a certain event every single week
1: yeah I think it's actually the transition from high school maybe my group's going through it now a little bit that everyone's busy getting full-time jobs uni we don't have as much time to hang out as a group but when we do it's beautiful but yeah people have different schedules and people drift and people are naturally closer with other people so i think eventually everyone kind of moves into that individual friendship sphere but we're all connected by some of the same things so you might have separate friendships in church but your whole church group is going to hang out or you might have separate friendships in your old school group but at the end of the day for example on valentine's day my school group is going out for galentine's so there's always that common denominator but as you get older I think individual friendships is where it's at.
0: Yeah exactly and I also think something that changes in friendships as you get older is you become a lot more picky with your friendships. I think I used to when I was kind of 18, 19 I used to want to be friends with everybody um, especially at church. I was like I was getting coffee with everyone like just wanting to build all these friendships like they're all great people they're all beautiful people but I think now that I'm 21, so much older, and more mature. <laughs> I um, want to be a lot more critical and intentional with who my support network is and who I'm confiding in and who I spend time with because I think your friends really reflect who you are. For sure. And I think you've worked really hard on that because you've
1: had to. You've literally been forced into that, which has I do think has been a blessing a hard blessing to learn but because you've put in the work with yourself you realize your value and what you have to offer and so there's so much power in choosing who your friends are and especially when you're creating new friendships because you are vulnerable with those friends it's a different layer of vulnerability when you become closer with people yes so I agree there is incredible power in choosing Your friendships, but also I would say that I have always kind of been like that to be honest. Maybe a bit more black and white with friendships because I don't like being vulnerable with people and I find it hard to open up. And so, not to sound up myself, lol, but quite a few people are like, oh, like you have a lot of friends. And I'll always say, no, like I'm very friendly with everyone and I'm more than happy to have a chat and get to know everyone I love people I'm definitely more of an extrovert but I have such a small close group who aren't a group but a small circle of friends who I really know that like have my back 100% could call them at any time and that have my best interest at heart because I've been so purposeful in crafting those friendships and like how I open up which maybe is a flaw maybe I need to be a bit more open with Other people, but I do find a lot of power, and I don't know what's the word.
0: I think there's a lot of power and vulnerability, but I think there's also a lot of power in choosing who you give that to. It is like a gift, like your story, your trials, your everything you're going through is special and it is to be treasured. And so, I think it's important to give those to the right people. But I think that's actually incredible that you have been able to be so intentional with your friends and your friendships forever. Whereas, you know it took me 20 years to learn how to do that. I kind of, this might get a bit deep, but I think growing up in high school, I was super insecure and I think, we'll talk about this, we're gonna do a vulnerability episode later on. Um, so we'll go more into it then, but I felt very insecure and very unworthy of friendships. So I just tried to cling on to any friendship that i could get and so that led me to be very vulnerable with a lot of different people whereas now i understand how much power friendships have in my life and how much power people can have in my life and i want that power to be from the
1: right people mm. and if we can encourage you in anything and also encourage you phoebes that i think you've got to be so sure in yourself and that assurance i believe and i know that's not everyone's belief but it is such a A pinnacle moment in your life when you realize that i can be so sure of myself because i was made by the creator it's got nothing to do with physical beauty or anything outward it's your inward character is marked and shaped by jesus and when you realize that it's empowering to know that actually i'm worth good friendship and i'm allowed to have good and healthy friends and i'm allowed to choose that because i know that i'm made in god's image and i have that love to offer to my other friends as well
0: honestly like who you're friends with reflects how you feel about yourself like if you are friends with the people that are going out every single weekend or um you know getting drunk every night or doing drugs or whatever um or you're trying to be friends with every single person you can meet or you're only friends with a small group of people who uh, have a lot of integrity and a lot of love to give and are loved by a lot of people you can really tell where people are at with who they're hanging out with
1: Mm, for sure and friendships new friendships at least they're not marked by how long you've known someone that's been a huge lesson for me i have incredible friendships that have been eight ten years long but you and i for instance have only been friends for a year and you're one of the deepest friends that i have and one of my best friends So I think that also should be a little bit exciting for everyone going forward that, you know, the people that you meet, you don't know how they're going to change your lives and also vice versa. You don't know
0: how you're going to change someone's life. So just be kind, love on them. Absolutely. I saw this post on Instagram a while ago that said you haven't even met all the people that are going to love you yet. And I just think that's so encouraging, especially if people might be listening to this going through a bit of a lull or have just left school and friendships are kind of dissipating or i don't know something might be going on but you haven't met all the people that are going to love you yet or that you're going to love yet and i think that is so exciting but yes working on yourself making sure your character is how you want it to be and how you want others to perceive you and how most importantly it reflects jesus as he is our ultimate friend
1: i love that And for each of our episodes, we're going to be doing a challenge for you guys. So we've got two. Our first one would be have a look at the friends that you currently have. And this is more of a critical reflection, something for you to mull over during the week. Look at the friends that you've got and we'd actually love for you to message one or more of your friends and be super intentional about your message and just encouraging them in what you value and appreciate and just love that they bring to your friendship so for example if I was to message Phoebe I would say I love that you meet me with grace in the chaos every season that's probably my favorite thing about Phoebe and I think you genuinely have no idea how much that would mean to your friend because it's not a type of compliment that people get we always compliment on an outward thing or a physical thing like you smell nice your hair looks great oh my gosh you're so skinny but when you tell someone hey like you bring joy to my day when i see you or you actually make me feel seen and heard whole different level of friendship unlocked a whole different level of joy unlocked for that person so we would love for you to actually
0: bring that to someone
1: that this week
0: all your words of affirmations, friends, are going to pass away. They, <laughs> their love language is going to be so, so met. Um, yeah, just doing. We also want to encourage to do little random acts of kindness. Um, I think something I try really hard to do is to learn my friends' love languages, and I have a notes up in my phone with my friends' love languages on it, and I try and meet them in that area. So, for example, with Tam. I'll try and hang out with her or I'll try and do something for her. Like when she was in isolation, I brought her a little coffee, a little oat cold brew classic because I know that that will make her feel loved. With my mom, she's very acts of service as well. So I'll try and do some chores for her. <laughs> Doesn't always get done. Sorry, mom. Love you. But um, I really encourage you to um, find those out and meet your friends, how they feel loved because it is just going to make that so much better.
1: Sounds like there's a good week ahead for everyone. We are so excited that we're doing our first mini series on a podcast. Friendships, the good, the bad and the ugly. We've just spoken about the good. Next
0: week is the bad. Oh my goodness, I've already done some prep for it and I'm I'm excited but I'm a bit nervous as well.
1: I know, I'm excited to jump into these confessions and chat about them because they are real life stories and it's just blown my mind.
0: You could not have captured the look on mine and Tan's faces when we read some of these. They are incredible. But yes, we're definitely going to save them for the bad and the ugly because unfortunately, you guys have had some pretty rough experiences. But oh, we're so keen. Yes, we
1: hope you have a beautiful week. We hope you can go out and be good friends to your friends and continue developing your healthy friendships. And we're just praying over the week ahead and that it's full of joy. We love you
0: guys. We love you. Bye.